there's no question what we have to start with. We have to talk about Shea Gilders Alexander. Bro, he's I'm I'm honestly speechless for how good he's for how good he's been. It's, yeah, it's really it's like insane. Yeah, insane is a perfect way to put it. Like there is no way to expect this type of start from him in any world. Like, even the people yeah. that are super high on him like us weren't expecting that. Yeah, I think everyone pretty much know he was good and he belongs in every single conversation when it comes to point guards like Darius Garland, Melo Ball, and things of that nature. But I think I could say confidently, at least last year, the consensus was like, for the most part, they wouldn't take him as seriously and put him over guys like those. Yeah. But now, it's like not even a question. For some reference for people who don't know, currently, Shea Gilgis Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder is on the heater of a fucking lifetime. He's averaging 32 <laughs> points per game, six assists, and five rebounds. And he's the only point, he's the first guard since Michael Jordan to average 30 with less than three three point attempts per game. Like and he's not, not shooting threes at all. It's it's not, bro. He's he's at 50, 40, 90 right now. Like it's not yeah. just it's it's the efficiency that he's doing it with. It's the fact that he's hitting step back game winners every single night. He should have had two game winners, but Lou Dort, he's stupid and and, and didn't know. <laughs> you hate Lou Dort. <laughs> yeah. Listen, like because he's because he's interfering with Shea's history right now. Like that's I'm like. <laughs> They they could have won. Shea had a game about like a week and a half ago against the Bucks. Giannis and Draw out. That game goes down to the wire. Shea hits a step back three to to put the um to put the Thunder up one, and then Dort fouls Brook Lopez with point six seconds left on the clock, sends the game into overtime. Thunder end up losing in double overtime. Like the yeah. things that Shea has done, the clutch shots that he's hit so far this season. It's it's clearly like put him on the fast track to be an all star this year and like yeah. finally, and finally clearly. take that take that jump. We're talking about all yeah. NBA right now with Shea. Oh yeah, the season Absolutely. today, surely. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And we're talking about like all NBA. I think more so. I always knew he was a great offensive player, but it's the defensive end where I think he took probably even and maybe an even bigger leap. We'll talk about that. I don't feel like I have a good grasp of what his defense has been like this year. What are you, what are you seeing from him on that end? I just see tenaciousness, and he's actually using his big, lengthy frame like he's <laughs> supposed to, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he just do. It. He just he's. I feel like there's a lot more seriousness and more pride in his game right now, and he just he's just more aggressive as a defender. He just cares a lot yeah. more, and I think he's always had like the necessary tools and correct fundamentals to be a great defender coming out of college. Doubt no one ever called that out as a weakness for him whatsoever you know it was just, it was a thing that was known to be yeah. or supposed to be eventually a strength and now he's turned that corner and now he's that's like a big part of his game as well and his team's game for sure yeah obviously it's not it's not everything about defense because the most important part of defense is like stuff that doesn't show up in the stat sheet but right now he's yeah. top 10 in the nba in steals which is like surprising for him because being on a tanking team like okc it's pretty hard to try on defense for most years and this yeah. year like you're saying he's finally doing it and you're starting to see that like that's been the biggest thing is that the level of play he's shown is kind of like taking them out of the running for being like an absolute tank job you know what i mean like he's forcing them to actually play serious basketball which yeah. is like a and good sight to and see it's, and it's not just the steals honest the biggest jump defensively like numbers wise comes with the blocks because he's like been yeah. around he's been around like 0. 0.5 oh, 1.4 he's, he's at 1.4 yeah. blocks right now at the guard position like that's that's, that's the cra- that's the crazy jump. That's where you're seeing all yeah. of that tenacity that most talking about on the defensive end. And you're right, and, like they they can't tank anymore. They're, that's dead. Yeah. You know what's interesting too? He's clearly trying harder on defense in a way we've never seen him do. But he's doing that mm-hmm. while also having one of the highest highest uh, usage rates in the NBA. 
Like he's up there with like Luka Doncic, Trey Young type usage rate. Like it's 35%, which is like top 10 in the NBA. Like everything's running through him. So we'll see if he can keep up that level of effort on both ends. But right now he's like up there as those few players that have an imprint on the game on every possession, both sides of the court. Now that's pretty fucking rare. Yeah, he's listen. He got the he's he's gonna get the player of the month, right? Like this no, November is gonna be Shea's month. Yeah. I what what and what all NBA team do you guys think that he's gonna end up on? Because I kind of think that he he's low key on a path to get up to first team. I now, think. I mean, first is gonna think, be Luke think, and Steph. Ah, that's make that clear. It's gonna be Luke and Steph. It's Luke I and think, Steph. I yeah, think. No I think he can challenge. That. I think he might be able to challenge Steph for for first team right now. I guess, but Steph's team is gonna like. We're gonna talk about them later. But the Warriors are gonna like get out from the bottom of the conference. So like, record wise, Steph is still Steph. He's gonna get first team. Yeah. But it's not gonna be like a blowout. If if this keeps up, which is a big if, because it's. We yeah. only seen him do this for 15 games. If he remains like a near 30 point scorer on a great efficiency, he'll be second team. I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's crazy to say at all. And, but like, I don't really see an avenue for him to be first team, like you said, Isaac, unless like Steph was, God forbid, was to go through some type of injury, which could yeah. happen. The last time we saw him hauling ass and absolutely carrying his team was the year 2020. And that's when yeah. they got the second or third overall pick and landed James Wiseman, and that was just a catastrophe of a draft. And like I said, we're going to go over them later. But I don't see a visible way for Shea to do this. But regardless or not, first team, second team, even if he makes a first team, which I would bet my money on that he makes probably. So, wait. So, so, you're, so you're, you're with He me. meant to say, you know, he meant to say if he makes an all-NBA team, he'll bet money, he'll make that. Yeah, I'll bet money that's on a third team. Oh, okay. okay. That's yeah, I, yeah. He's, he's – I think like – we're past the point of like, is he going to be one of the six best cards? Because I think if he Absolutely. if he stays like at eighty percent of what he is, he's going to be one of the six best cards. Especially because, and again, we're going to talk we're going to talk about this later. But there's another guard in the East that's been that's been dropping off. There's been there's been there's been some some movement. Shea, Shea's going to be able to yeah to he's going to be able to slide in, into that role at least on the third team. What's it called? Aside from forecasting the future, because like, yeah, like I said, we don't know if he's going to keep this up. I want to talk yeah. about like what's made this level of play so interesting, like what's causing him to make this leap. Because we could just talk about, oh, he's making 50, 40, 90 efficiency. But like the more interesting part to me is what's changing his game. Like I mentioned, he's the first guard since Jordan to average this many points with less than three three-point attempts. And it's not even just that he's like taking his normal amount of threes, which has never been high. He's taking less than last year. Like he's taking, at the numbers written down, 12% of his shots are threes. Last year, it was 24%. So he's literally taking yeah. half as many threes. Like, that's a massive drop-off. And so who do you think is the best guard in the NBA in terms of drives per game and efficiency? I would assume it's Shea. Like, off I would, I would, I would think, I would say... Shea and Ja. It's either, it's either Luka or You would or think Steph. Ja, right? Yeah, you would, it's, normally you would think Ja Morant in terms of volume, right? Mm-hmm. So he's taking the same amount of drives per game as Ja, a little bit more. He's taking 25.1 per game. And he's shooting 55% on these drives, while Jaw shoots 48%. Yeah. So, like, think about that. You know Jaw as being, like, one of the most tenacious, efficient drivers in the game from the guard position. And Shea is shooting 8% better from there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's funny, though, because I don't, like, and again, I'm not trying to, like, hate, hate on Jaw or anything. I don't think of him as some, like, efficient, you know, dr- driver. Yeah, like, I mean, like where I, I think of Jaw, the thing is, like, oh, he's just going to go to the rim yeah, all yeah. game long. 
and that that's what it is with Shea. I guess because he's not as as explosive, you can see like the crafty finishes around the rim. You can see yeah. the the, re- the reverses. He has like some euro step where his tempo starts slowing up. Like you, yeah. it, it gives the, it, in the paint. Yeah, that's the that's the best word to use. It's yeah, unpredictable, and you can really see like the complete finishing package with him once he gets he's down. Shifty. In there. Yeah. Yeah. He's like slippery. Like he and has a slithery finisher badge on Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's like so his game is so weird and I don't I don't ever expect him one thing that does help him in like him being marketable as an NBA player is just the fact that he's straight up Canadian. Like if you're Canadian you can hoop, you got it made for you in the NBA, bro. <laughs> Do you? But I don't know where I yeah, pretty much. Is, is, that, is that a thing? Is that a yeah. thing? Who, yeah, what, they got what, yeah. What, 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 Canadians, what Canadians are, are being love. sold like that. What Canadians are being sold like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's Guys, like, like what, what's the pattern? Uh, I would say guys like uh, Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Anthony Bennett. He got a lot of love. Did I say Anthony Bennett? Was that his name? It's been Ooh, a minute. We're talking. About, are we talking about Anthony Bennett right now? Yeah, Canadians who get a lot of love from Canada. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Canadian NBA fans definitely ride for their guys. I thought you meant oh, the yeah, they ride. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah. I'm, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But like, <laughs> as we were describing. Shea's game, it's just really it's sexy to watch, but at the same time, it's not what you're used to watching because you yeah. are used to the traditional super Very play. different. You can shoot from dumb deep or you're like stupid athletic. And he's yeah. neither of those things. Mm-hmm. None of those things. 100%. Like the, the common trend in guards these days of like the elite of the elite is these like people call it heliocentric now. I think Seth Partnow coined the term of these guards who can be your go-to scorer and go-to playmaker and create everything for the team. Shea is almost in the mold of like a wing, like almost like Jason Tatum. Shea and Jason Tatum are kind of like keeping this old tradition alive of these bigger wing, big guard types of players that will just dominate by being an absolutely unstoppable scorer in every possession. They're going to, do you know they're getting a bucket and that gravity they create is going to be what makes you, makes them, makes their team go. Like the old, you know, Tracy McGrady model, Carmelo Anthony. Shea's keeping that alive as a point guard, which is crazy. Philosoph- philosophically, I, th- and this is this is very interesting, and I really want to know what you guys think. Would you rather have a guard like that to where your offense is heliocentric, or would you rather have your best player be in that Shea Jason Tatum range where you know that they're like they have pretty good playmaking, mm-hmm. but they're but they're just an absolute bucket, and then you can kind yeah. of fill in what you I mean, need with everybody else. I, I'd rather the playmaker. I mean, you know, like I'd rather have Luca than Shea. Like I'd rather have the person yeah. that has playmaking and scoring. But there, if you're at this level of scoring with this type of efficiency, and like a normal scoring guard that is scoring first can, only has so much of a ceiling. Like Devin Booker will probably never be a top ten player in the league. But if Shea plays like this, and this is like what we're seeing from Memphis' peak, he can challenge that type of thing. You know, if you can be a 30-plus point-per-game scorer, like, you have to be super efficient like he's doing now, and it allows you to have the same type of ceiling as the playmakers. Does that not scare, does that not scare you, though? Because we've seen, with, we've seen with guys like Luka and with Harden that once you get in, into the playoffs, just the fatigue of having to be on and, and have the entire offense run Oh, for sure, you, for sure. Right? Like... It, so like for you, that's just that's just the price you're you're willing to pay is that your star might fizzle out in the playoffs because you have this offense running through them. Well, I mean, sure, but that's a more of like a coaching, like a philosophy thing, like a style yeah. of play. Yeah, and that's that's, you that's, plug- what, that's what I was asking. It's more it's more of like this like overarching like philosophical type of thing. Of sure, like which but one, I'd rather which have those want. players. I'd rather have that player because you can still plug him into a normal like share the ball system, but they have the ability to still be the playmaker. Like mm-hmm. Shea's not a good passer. You know what I mean? Like he's just like 
solid he's, he's an above average playmaker yeah. I think playmaking still matters it's just he's he showing that you can elevate yourself if your scoring is that nice but I'd rather have the guy that can play make still okay. absolutely just adds way too many way more way many more I said way many more adds way more ceilings <laughs> and layers just yeah. like almost a cake I love me some cake I love things that have layers, bro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love Shrek. things that have layers, bro. My mind was just, I'm kind of hungry. Sorry, guys. But, yeah, bro. I, I'm, I'm what Isaac 10,000% of the time when it okay. comes to what type of player, what type of style of offense, what I'd rather prefer. But that's no, like, knock or anything like that to say. I'd love to, say. Yeah, I'd love to have someone like yeah, him yeah. on my team 10,000% of the time. Yeah. It's just great to see that we're seeing, if things keep up, it's a big if. Don't want to overreact too much. But appreciating the player in the moment. It's nice to yeah. see someone, like a young player, who've always had a lot of hope for. Everyone always talks about, like, Shay's up next. It's nice to see him yeah. finally get his time and kind of, you know, make that star leap into the upper echelon. So my question to you is, could be a potential TikTok. Do you think the Los Angeles Clippers regret the Paul George trade? Ooh. Uh, it depends yes. how Kawhi's health goes. Maybe a little bit. But they probably regret it, but they would do it again because, you know, getting Kawhi is worth it. Yeah, that's that's very yes. I I think they I think they do. When you trade for Paul George and Kawhi and you make this whole big swing, the expectation is championships, and they have not they haven't made a finals, and they mm. they've they've blown a three one league. They've had Kawhi out for two years. It just hasn't gone the way that it that it's gone. And they've spent all yeah. this money doing it. Um. So yes, I think that they regret it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to say yes, they regret it in hindsight because it hasn't worked yeah. out. But I bet if you ask them again, they would take that chance and hope it works out. 10 times over. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting Paul George and Kawhi. You're setting yourself up well. If, it, if you get unlucky, you get unlucky. But you got to make that chance. Absolutely. I like those answers because a lot of people, like, that's like a similar question to when people ask, like, oh, like, when people are starting to question the whole Anthony Davis trade or whatever. It's like, dude, it worked you already out. won. But for the Lakers, it's an already easier question to answer because they literally already won. And for the Clippers, yeah. they're not completely out of possibility to win within the next few years at all. It's just interesting now seeing people like double think that and call that all oh, is one of the worst trades like in NBA history. This might go down. I guess. Like, hindsight. I mean, it was, it was a good not, process. Not, it didn't work out. It doesn't work out. It's not, it's not one of the worst trades. It's one of the... It's disappointing of, trades. It's it's one of the most like overpriced. Like they they definitely paid like a hundred percent overpaid to go get Paul George. Like I don't think you would ever get yeah, a but, haul. A haul like I mean, this is a two for one basically though. Though you can always say that in hindsight though, because like injuries, it hasn't worked out. But yeah, that doesn't mean it was a bad process. You know what I mean? It's still it's still a high it's still a high price. Like like. Even even if something is of like extreme value, you, there's still a line where you're like, hey, like you probably paid a little bit too much for that. And like, yeah, but I don't think they did. It was it was PG and Kawhi. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. just for PG. Like it's, it was to get him yeah. and Kawhi as a package deal. Like yeah. I think it was fine value. That's the price of Kawhi too. If you weren't willing to give, if you're being a pick stingier, then that trade and that whole trade falls through, and then they're stuck to continue being mediocre. And who knows if Shea continues to develop. To develop to the point guard he is today, because like I'm sure we all know, CP3 had a heavy influence into his game. And I'm I'm not saying that CP3 made him or anything like that, but I'm sure yeah. that he's picked up a couple things to oh, go ahead and sure. help him speed up this process. You know, sure. so great influence. I would do it again room. if I was in LA. What'd you say? Yeah, for sure. See, yeah, I, I was agreeing. CP3 is a great influence to have in your locker room for a young guard. A hundred percent. But yeah, shades him. Shades him for sure. I'm I'm glad we got got that out got the Shay talk over with. It was definitely something we was like on tip of my tongue. Had to talk about this, but 
Welcome back to episode 11 of the Deep 3 Podcast. We're here talking about Shea Gildas Alexander, some teams that have been disappointing, some players have been disappointing, and a little bit more. But first, we got to do what we always do, and we got to react to your guys' NBA hot takes. Let me hear some hot trash. Let's go for it. Hot trash. <laughs> we got some you, decent ones this week. That's what I'm saying. You love being mean to everybody's hot takes. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I advocate for bullying. I'm so dead ass, bro. <laughs> bullying our fans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay. First one. Hooper says that Russ is better than CP3 all time. No. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Russ is better than yes. CP3 all time? Yes. No. Yes. Why why not? What's what's the case what's the case for, for CP? I just think CP3's been a better he, basketball player. He's, he's just a better basketball player. He's just player impacted winning more. Like I get it. What? Russ has the, has the accomplishment with the MVP. I understand if that's really what weighs it for you, but I think over a body of work, stats. Okay, I, the the volume of stats is in Russ's favor, but impact to winning and the stats that matter favor CP. I think I would take. Okay, I think I would take peak Russ over peak over peak CP three, but I would take CP 3s career over Russ's. I'm easily taking peak CP3 over peak Russ. Even peak yeah. Russ, where he's a stats machine, I think it's so much easier to play winning basketball around CP and build a contender with that style of play in the playoffs. It's not even a yeah. question for me. Well, see, I don't, I don't feel that like 2016, 2017. I don't feel like that's peak Russ. I think that's like no. That I, I what don't. Is peak I think, Russ? I think peak Russ is the two years leading up to it. Um, the the year the the year that they blew the three one lead. That was the mm. best year of Russell Westbrook. I think the year after that, that is, hey, obviously, like, Durant left. You go and do you and have your, like, revenge season. The year prior, he had probably turned into, like, the best passer that he had been. Like, yeah, the, I can the, see that. The, the decision-making was starting to, to mm. get there. That's what I think Peak Russ is. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go ahead and lean with CP3, but I do not want anybody to think that this isn't a no-brainer. Like, Russ, yeah, I think he deserves yeah, to be in close. this conversation. Yeah, it's people close. are going to go ahead and disrespect him because of the prior season that he had with the Lakers, and that just can't happen. So I'm, ta- yeah, I'm yeah, definitely yeah. taking CP3, though. It's definitely understandable either way, you, either way you vote it. Yeah. All right, next one. Jordan H. says that Kevin Garnett was a better player than Kobe Bryant. All right, now. All right, now. All right, now. <laughs> this is real nasty. Come you on, now. for Kevin Garnett over Kobe, bro? Come in broad yeah, daylight? Bro. You realize I, I, it's probably these... <laughs> honestly it's probably closer than most people want to admit, but it is Kobe. Kobe was at his peak for that for the era he was in, the style of play that Kobe played, it was ne- is necessary to win a championship. With the offenses were no the offenses weren't nearly as efficient and nearly as smooth as today. You need those guards that can make tough shots in playoff scenarios, and Kobe's self creation was just outweighs anything KG brought in the defensive end that was better than Kobe. Yeah, Come on, man. Completely. Come on, man. I don't know a soul who would take KG over Kobe. You're tripping. <laughs> L. Come on, man. Oh, I forgot to say the hook. Let me know if these NBA hot takes are a W or an L. Ash says the Warriors should trade Clay and Green before it's too late. That's that's the right thing to do. There's man, it is clear. This is, it is hot. Clear. There is one player in that organization who is a lifer, and that is Steph Curry. Draymond Ooh. Green lost his title when he punched Jordan Poole in the face, and Clay. Yeah. T- they they gave Clay the max, even though that he was hurt for two years. They've done right by him. Exactly. They've done right by him. 
you guys, you have your jersey retired. You guys can come back, retire a warrior. Get out of here, though. You, like no. it's, you got, you got to save Steph's the last three years of Steph's career or however long he has while he's playing like this. The only thing, I, the only thing for me is what are they gonna get for them? Clay looks like shit right now. Draymond, everybody knows his his level of the. Uh, everybody knows he's not gonna be productive for that many more years. Like I don't know if the value is worth it for them. Hmm. You can. Yeah. You you don't think you don't think anybody would give a first for Clay? No. Maybe right a now? tanking team, but. Not even a tanking no. team. That was nah. Yeah, I don't know anybody who would proudly, quickly, without any hesitation. <laughs> I mean, okay, never mind. Maybe give up maybe you can. First replay. The the problem is the salary. Nobody that can afford. Nobody that would give up a first for him. Contenders have the matching yeah. salary that makes it worth it. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. making a lot of fucking money. So yeah. if you're the Bucks and you said, "Oh, Clay's gonna make us unstoppable," to yeah. match a max salary for them, you have to give up a max player because they don't have the middle ground salaries. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so realistically, exactly. probably not. If I you take that, that huge ass contract away from him, then I think you can convince a lot of teams to go ahead and do that because he's just one of the greatest shooters of all time. He just has that type of respect. <laughs> why, and you never why, know. Why, why you put that in quotes? He is. Because he, he's not playing he is right one right <laughs> I know. I know. He's not that right now. That's why I, that's why I like, okay. put that in quotes, okay. you know. But he, he yeah. is. He, he deserves that respect. But I think the Warriors are generally are genuinely cooked because I feel I'm one of those people who firmly believe that they should have tra- traded James Wiseman the day that they drafted him. Traded yeah. away Kaminga and Moody the second they had that opportunity because now everyone probably realizes like yo these Listen, guys we'll talk are more about them later we'll talk we'll talk about this topic later yeah okay cool. we're gonna yeah, get to that I'm I'm gonna say that for later but general no okay well that's all the hot things we got w-, w take yeah L uh, L take you can't do that that's out of respect it's the law bro you can't do that I just don't the think the value of the back is worth it you like, say it's every, not that you those... say everything's law it's not law yeah hell laws. <laughs> okay next thing we gotta talk about is one of the biggest stories the past few days we talked about them a lot but we gotta talk about the nets again specifically it was reported that the team is kind of losing faith in ben simmons and it was weird because shams wrote that story to reporting that but he interviewed ben simmons in the story so he had like a chance to defend himself and he Very was basically cool, like yeah cool. i'm playing disappointing right now like i understand what they're talking about but like i'm a yeah. hooper and i'll get back to being me and then plus there was Kevin Durant's interview where he was basically like, look who I'm playing with. This team sucks. We're only competitive because yeah. I'm on the court and everybody knows that. He said, look who I'm playing with. And then he went on to go ahead to list these dudes by first and last name. He's like, what <laughs> do you moments. expect me to do? Like, he's like, he basically said, I'm basically playing with a bunch of 55 overall doo-doo brown shirts. You expect me to win? <laughs> you out of your mind. He said, do you even know who Edmund Sum- Sumner is? Yeah, he said Edmund Sumner's, bro. I ain't gonna lie. How, if you were one of those teammates, how would you feel, bro? If I'm Nick Claxton, I'm taking all offense for that. All offense. Yeah, but you can't feel good, right? No, you, you can't you can't feel good. And I listen, we don't have to have the the, the Kevin Durant referendum today, but <laughs> this is clearly one of one of the things that I will be using um against Kevin Durant in further argument. Add it to the agenda, load it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. As as for Ben, we can talk about Simmons, it. Honestly, we, we can talk about it. Like, what, what do you want to get into? What do, what do you what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, we can talk about the fact that I love Kevin Durant. I love him as a person, his honesty. But as a teammate, sure. you have certain responsibilities as the best player on your team and leadership qualities that he's always said, "That's not me. I'm not a leader. Don't ask me to be that." Fine, you don't have to be a leader. You can be a quiet Leonard and you can lead by example and be quiet. But when you throw people under the bus like this constantly, you're saying my teammates are trash, my coach is trash, I want to be traded. Like at a certain point, you're just it's almost like a negative presence in the locker room, right? Yeah. I think I think at, I think at this I think at, at this point, yeah. 
It's like yeah, like but it's it's very interesting how his personality fit like in everything that that you described fits perfectly into the way that his game is because like Durant yeah. is the most malleable superstar we've ever seen. You can put him into any system and you know exactly what, what you're going to get. You're going to get 28 points a night on 16 shots, 50, 40, 90 efficiency. And that's just that. And it's just like, okay, here, here it is. Like, this is Kevin Durant. Personality wise, you're not even getting this like Tim Duncan-esque, oh yeah, I'll allow myself to be coached for the greater good. You're just like, yeah. hey, like I'm, I'm Kevin Durant. You guys just have to understand like i'm gonna I'm get buckets i'm gonna show up to work and go home and yeah what's and i can respect that if that's what it was if it was just that like i'm just gonna that's what Kawhi leonard is i'm gonna do me and i'm gonna keep to myself don't expect me to be a leader but when he's doing things that negatively impact his team morale wise like we're not in the locker room i'll say that we don't know for sure maybe everyone understands this is just kevin it's not a big deal we don't have but to, yeah but go, go, go ahead, ahead. i was just looking like, in it looks like a toxic presence Exactly. You don't have to be in a locker room. Even if things are good in the locker room, you you just set a you just set a you just set your teammates up for failure to go ahead and answer tough questions. You just put this negative energy, this gray ass dark cloud over yeah. the Brooklyn Nets that just continuously that's a, that's seems exactly to be raining. What it is. He doesn't yeah, exactly. help. He's not helping the case at all. And if yeah. you're not going to so help like, it, he's just making it worse. Yeah, like the situation's been bad. He's been dealt a shit hand by deciding to partner with Kyrie and the Nets, and nothing's going well for him. So I understand frustration, but like you're saying, he's just, he's just like not doing his job as a leader to, you know, quell that frustration. He's just laying it out there and making the dark cloud, which is just not what yeah. you want, you know what I mean? But guess what? But guess what? Whose idea was it to go get Kyrie? Oh, for sure, yeah. He's reaping what he sowed, but like... That's, 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 what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you're yeah. gonna like you're gonna, you're gonna have to step up at a certain point. And what's, what's funny to me about Durant, in... I guess two years two years ago, when the Bucks end up winning the championship, and Durant has that stretch against the Bucks in the in the playoff series, and he has that insane game five. We had like forty nine. He has like a forty nine point triple double, and it was like the first time that we've seen Durant do that. And everyone's like giving him all these flowers and everything. And I remember, yeah. I remember telling you, Isaac, I said, "Congratulations for one night, Kevin Durant has done." Right, Durant's been asking his entire career to be the number one guy, and for one night in his career, he finally lived up to <laughs> to to what LeBron's been doing for the last twenty years. He's finally yeah. done what the best player has done, and he hasn't done it since. He has he mm. hasn't he hasn't done it since. He can go in here and have three game stretches where everything is fine and dandy, and then he goes and gets destroyed by thirty two to the Sacramento Kings, and Tough. then and then and then says like, "Oh, well, I'm just playing with Emin Summer." Come, you're you're at the you're at the tail end of your career. You're just trying to go out here and, and get buckets. I told you two weeks ago that I'm out on on the nets because of all the drama that they had. Kevin Durant's adding more to it. I'm even further out on the nets, and there's no way that they're winning a championship. Let alone, are we even are we going to see another playoff series win from Brooklyn? In the in I the don't know. at this point, this probably year? not. Probably not this year. I yeah. doubt it. Yeah, exactly. because like probably not swept. because of. Because of what we've transitioned to now, because the Ben Simmons thing, like we, we talked about the Shams article, apparently people inside are losing faith in him. I can tell you for certainty, it's probably Kevin Durant, right? Like, Absolutely. Like it's Kevin Durant didn't name drop Ben Simmons in the article because he understands the tepidness of the situation. Yeah. I guarantee you he doesn't have faith in Ben Simmons right now. From everything we know about Kevin Durant, he probably hates playing with Ben Simmons from everything yeah. we know. Like Absolutely. It's, it's not a good situation. Absolutely. He was supposed to. Could you imagine trading away? I'm assuming KD was one, like great friends with someone like James Harden. 
imagine going ahead doing it with one of your best friends to go ahead and have a former number one overall pick come to your team. And he's supposed to be an, uh, a seamless plug-and-play fit who can do all of the things that James Harden cannot do and aid you and assist you in certain ways that no, that you've never played with anybody, not in your career, but he can just do things that you really need help with. And he's not doing any of that to the highest degree that we know Bro, he's playing ben like is capable. You could put forty-five-year-old Nene out there, and he'd be more efficient than Ben Simmons. Holy shit, bro! I could put up Alfuk Aminu, bro, up there, and he'll do more than fucking Ben Simmons. Yeah. are you crazy? It's crazy because I was—I'm sure as you guys remember—a very staunch Ben Simmons supporter coming into this year. My whole yeah. thing was, I'm not going to be the first one to write him off. Like people are giving me so much slack. He missed a year. We don't know what he's going to look like. Everyone assumed because he hadn't played, he was just ass now. And I was like, yeah. let's give him a chance. Maybe he's given him some time, some runway to get back in, back get the game under his feet and whatnot. He's had some runway. He fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, I was trying to say, he fucking sucks right now. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, one of the most, bro, one of the most irritating things <laughs> to play with, one of the most irritating type of players to play with is players who are not looking at the basket whatsoever because you're blowing so many opportunities and you're not only making life harder just in general for yourself, but for the rest of the team, it's just a nasty-ass stench, and now teams are guarding you a whole different type of way now. Yep. It's, 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 li- it's literally four on five. It's literally four, yeah. four on five basketball because they don't let's have to... Let's talk about why, though. They, they don't, they don't have to about, worry. Let's talk about why he looks like shit, though, because it's so easy to just be like, he's, his season high is 11 points, he's ass. But specific reasons why... So, obviously gotta be sensitive about it because a big part of it is clearly a mental thing for, for him like you talked about he's scared to shoot so that's whatever that is you know there's always a lot of ugly conversations around ben simmons mental health this is part of it but also he just doesn't move like he used to he looks stiff as fuck like those back injuries are caught up to him when he dribbles the ball he used to look fluid he used to look like he runs like a gazelle in transition now he looks like an old man dribbling the ball you know what i mean like yeah, he doesn't get just as low scared when he dribbles shoot. yeah i yeah, can like, agree to that he doesn't get as low when he dribbles he's not as like I don't see much acceleration or as much acceleration and burst. And mm-hmm. he's only like, what, 25, 26 years old or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he's young. Yeah. Which is crazy. And maybe it'll be a thing like where it takes him a year to like get back to some semblance of his old self. But that's a big assumption. Like Right now, it looks like he's lost athleticism, at least for the time being. And combine that, which is probably a big reason why his confidence is shot. Because you know, if you're used to playing a certain way and you come back and you're just not physically capable of doing those things you were once capable of, Mentally, that's hard to have that confidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. it's it's not only listen. He sat out a majority of last year with a back injury, but in the story that um, with with Shams, he's talking about getting PRP shots in his knee, right? <laughs> and so and so you have every part of your body that's not that's not like you know capable of doing whatever. And and if we go back to it, if you're struggling. It has to be even worse whenever the environment around you is not conducive to to just yep. say like, "Hey, we'll we'll give we'll give you time. We we traded all these assets to to go get you. We're gonna allow you just a little bit more leeway. Like, we're not even at we're not at, we're not at Thanksgiving, right? Everybody says that the NBA season starts at Christmas. We're not at Thanksgiving, and yeah. this entire team has given up on Ben Simmons. So that aspect is not good. But on top of that too. But Ben, ben got to give okay. him something. You got to look at you yeah. got to look at the basket, right? It's a two-way street. You got to do something. Yeah. For sure. And also what makes it tough is that like everybody is on his dick all the time. Like that must be so frustrating that you're struggling, you're trying to get back under you and yeah. everybody in the media just rides your dick nonstop and like yeah. nobody does this to Jamal Murray who started off struggling, which granted he looks better now. 
it's just because Ben Simmons and because he did to himself partly, like by forcing his way out of a playoff team and like Absolutely. causing drama. So it is partly his fault. But regardless, it must be so frustrating to have these confidence issues, these physical issues, and just be under a microscope all the time. Like, yeah, it's like him and Westbrook are the most dick road players right now in terms of everybody's Absolutely. just constantly on their ass. <laughs> Absolutely, and I mean, like, it just it, it's it's sad and it sucks to see. And now this also just raises a random question: Who has the worst contract in the entirety of the <laughs> NBA? Ben Simmons, in my mind, has to be damn near number one, if not number Ooh. one right now. Yeah, because at one point it was John Wall, but that's done now. He's back yeah. on a minimum deal. But John Wall's even yeah, better yeah. than fucking yeah. Ben right now, dog. Oh, everyone's better than Ben right now. <laughs> yeah, bro, fuck. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I would Listen, say I would If he say looks ben. like this, I'm not going to say right now, because like, it is still a small sample size. If he looks like this for the rest of the year, and this is who Ben Simmons is, it's easily him. Yeah. Yeah. Could you what could, just a just a super depressing moment and I feel like all Nets fans right now are just waiting for the inevitable and I just bro, there's just too much turmoil and they're just slowly waiting for the building just to completely collapse and they go into their un what's that word I'm looking for? I don't know, but unavoidable fucking inevitable restart inevitable. and yeah, inevitable restart to what they had going on back in back what almost 10 over i think 10 years ago now basically when they had when they're rocking out guys like what's the name greg velasquez or something like that and a whole bunch of this vasquez yeah grievous vasquez yes (laughs) that man is racist (laughs) (laughs) greg velasquez he came to his mind. He didn't care. <laughs> nah, nah, I was pretty close. I was pretty close. But dog, no, you like, weren't. they're 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 about to <laughs> hit into close. those. They're about to go back into those dark ages of no, the you're right. NBA. Yeah, and they're heading back towards another rebuild with no without their picks, which is tough. And it sucks, bro. Yeah, you're right. We're just counting NBA down the days until KD requests a trade again. Like, that's the inevitable outcome. Yeah. Sucks, sucks to suck. Sucks to not be yeah. the best team in New York. Shout and it's so sad. Knicks. And it's so sad because, like, just a couple of years ago, like, when all three of their guys were healthy, Kyrie, Harden, and KD, they were, in my mind, they were playing unstoppable basketball. Oh, Absolutely yeah. Unstoppable. We can't let Donovan slide. He's talking about the best team in New York. And yeah, like, that was no. mid-ass Knicks. Do we need to yeah. get the Knicks right now? The Knicks are mid as fuck. Like, we can talk about the Knicks. He wants to gloat. Like, that team sucks. That's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I don't... Go ahead and tell me. How, how's R.J. Barrett doing? Max, on, max contract on... RJ right now. How is he doing right Not now? Not good. I said, I said best team in New York. Did I? Does that mean a good overall basketball team? Does that mean a playoff contending basketball team? No. That it's means that we standard. are better. That means that we are better than the Brooklyn Nets. That is the only thing that matters right now <laughs> because we are in the most mid era of New York yeah. Knicks basketball. The yeah. most, the most, yeah. the first through the first ten games of the season, the Knicks were five and five. They had five wins against teams under five hundred. They had, yep. uh, and they had five losses against teams over five hundred. This is, yeah. this is the middle, and this yeah. is where the Knicks are. Listen, I don't want to talk about the Knicks too much. Tom Thibodeau is going to get fired. I can tell oh, you. Yeah. That. We're Easy. counting down the days. He's out of there. Easy. Easy. He he's, he's, his time. His time is, is on the way. They're probably looking for for places to send Julius Randle and trying to figure out how how to make this this Brunson, you know, Barrett backcourt work. Um, but it's not it's not fun. It's not like overly fun right now. But it is what <laughs> it's it is. Fun to be the twenty fifth best defense in the league and have no yeah. chance of getting better. 
Only fun that they have is yes, reaching no. out for hope and just praying for and just daydreaming, having wet, no. wet dreams, bro, about the day that Obi Toppin starts and Quentin Grime goes no. off. What they have and, is wet nightmares about season. what could have been if they would have traded for Donovan Mitchell, like a smart team. Ah, uh, yeah. But what could have been? Yeah. That's so rough, yeah. bro. But okay. that's, that's enough negativity. Let's move on to a team that has been positive right now. We got to talk about the Sacramento Kings. Oh, no, I'm still being negative. Ah, oh, of course. What are, what, are you, okay. what, are you, what are you talking about? Donovan, what were your expectations for the Kings to start off the season? Listen, Tell I'm me. Gonna you guys, I'm going to let you guys. You guys go ahead. No, Whoever, I want to hear everybody. you first. No, tell I want to hear you. Fine. No. Fine. I'll be the negative one, <laughs> and I'll, I'll say why I don't like, like the Kings, and then you guys yeah. can tell me why, why they've been good. I don't like the Kings because they remind me exactly of who the Charlotte Hornets were last year, where they are a fun league pass team, but in terms exactly. of being like like a good basketball team, that's not like really in the cards for them. They run really fast, they score a lot of points, they can't guard any <laughs> they, they can't they can't guard anybody. And li- yeah. literally if you look at if you look at the, uh, who the Hornets were post All-Star break last season. They were they were second in offensive rating, only to the Boston Celtics, and then defensively they were twenty first in defense. The Kings this year yeah. second in offensive rating, only to the Boston yeah. Celtics. Defensively, they're twenty sixth. They just but, they run they run up and down the court. This looks like an AAU team. It looks like <laughs> it looks like a JBA team, and that's and all that that's- they do exactly why they're so fun bro it doesn't matter no one's seriously are you crazy who's seriously banking on the sacramento kings <laughs> to make point to make noise in the playoffs are you for right now no one cares about none of that yeah, shit. They're, they're it's exactly all about vibes they've been having one of the worst vibes in the entire nba over the past 16 years just absolutely no motion they're the they were the definition of no motion bro we just want excitement <laughs> we want some type of culture and i'm over here talking like a fan when i generally don't give two shits about them Generally don't care about it, but I just like seeing people and things overcome a big ass hurdle, and that's what they've done over the last what 13, game, 15 games. 10 games. Oh, whoop, 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 do. Let's throw a parade. You want you finally Absolutely, won six games. Bro. Like, if if your you, team was as down about? bad as the Sacramento Kings, you'd be having a fucking parade right now, dog. What you, a parade. What are you, you talking about? All good, I want to say is good for them. All, all, for, for them. Good, all good, I want to say them, is though. we need to give Kevon Herter his flowers. Oh, yes. Hey, this well, man is sad. top five in the he's top five in the NBA in three point volume. He's taking ninety five yeah. threes before yesterday's fuck. game. I don't know what it is now, and fuck. he's shooting over fifty percent from three. Fuck that white fuck, man. Fuck, is fuck, 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 fuck. You telling me the Atlanta Hawks went ahead and we, bro, I, we got bogey, bro. We got bogey. We trade. We basically like swapped white men with the Sacramento Kings. And we got the <laughs> older one who can't move, who has no motion, he has a cooked ass knee. <sighs> Seeing <laughs> Kevon, see but that man is thriving. Is, and the fact that Kevin is thriving is like such a symbol of what's make made the Kings so good this year. Yeah. Like right now, they're just raining hell from three. Like they're by Absolutely. far first in the NBA in three point volume. Forty yeah. percent of their shots are coming from three, and a big reason for that is Kevin shooting fifty percent. But they've just been utterly ridiculous. Like when they have De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis on the floor together, their offense is just on a whole nother level. Like they have a hundred twenty one offensive rating with them together. That's Crack. Ridiculous. <laughs> Crack. That's what their offense but, is, bro. But they also have a 112 defensive rating. Like they <laughs> Who cares? They're they're positive. They're plus ten, which is fantastic because their offense is right now unsustainably good. Yeah. But their defense is pretty bad. As we I'm expect. happy like, for them, bro. Literally just a couple maybe last week actually, Tyrese Halliburton hopped on the JJ Reddit podcast and he was talking about how the Sacramento Kings had like 
absolutely like no culture. And now it's starting to build, bro. Just to, just a couple of hours ago, Donovan went ahead. Don't do the that. You were the one over here screaming "Beam Team" in the in the in, in the TikTok comment section, right? Beam just team. a couple hours ago. Exactly. Off, That's so fine. Off, Name another team I doing sent, that right now. I sent I sent that TikTok to the to the group chat because it made me laugh because the aloe black <laughs> in, the, in the back was absolutely. It was just it was hilarious. I, I love those TikToks. <laughs> Secondly, you're talking about a team building culture. Yes. After four wins. Come on. Oh, you're a hater for real. You're a hater for wow, real. bro. <laughs> do you know who you are? You're a Knicks fan. What are you what talking are about right now? What, what, if what are, anything, what you doing? should be... I, you know what I think it is? I think weeks. you're jealous, and I think you're envious of them right now. That's what I think it is. You would I kill for DeMontis Sabonis yeah, to be on the Knicks? you would absolutely kill. You would kill. Be real. You would, would trade you rather... the firstborn child for De'Aaron Fox? These guys yeah, are se- these guys are are seven... They're seven and six, right? Their wins have yeah. come... They've, they've beaten Brooklyn under 500, Golden State under 500, Lakers under 500. They, they got they got they got a very <laughs> good win. They, they got a very good win against Cleveland. Orlando under 500, Charlotte under 500, Miami under 500. They they you know what that says they, to me. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. The first step to, to building a competent team is beating the teams you're supposed to beat. And that's and listen, that's cool. Can we get to Thanksgiving before we start talking about? Oh, they're they're building a, a culture. This is the Sacramento Kings, guys. They're gonna, they're gonna mess it up. They're gonna mess <laughs> oh, it up. This is what they do. We're just saying they're a fun eight seed. <laughs> yeah, I love them, bro. I love watching them. They're not building a contender, but they're building something when they previously had nothing. So yeah, it's been a positive yeah. sign. Speaking about nothing, and this is probably a good connection because we were just talking about the Sacramento Kings. Let's go ahead and talk about the Hawks. Ironically yeah, enough, your boy sucks right now. Go, What's wrong with Trey Young? Oh my fucking! You couldn't wait to let your shit off. Huh? You were on that shit. We need to talk about Trey Young. Uh, the Hawks have been incredibly good so far, but Trey Young has been incredibly bad. At some point, this man needs to remember how to make shots. I think my camera died. He's shooting. Oh, he's no, shooting thirty-eight percent. He's shooting thirty-eight percent from the me. field. <laughs> He's shooting 38% from the field and 30.8% from three. Trey Young, Mr. Steph Curry 2.0, shooting 30.8% from three. Mo, please tell me, as the resident yeah. Hawks fan, what is wrong with your boy? I rep the Hawks proudly, and he's just going through it right now. I think he <laughs> he had a black eye. He can't see perfectly. He just had a baby. He'd be staying up late nights. Donovan, you should, you know what I'm saying? You should be able to understand what those types of things. <laughs> Why? I don't have a child? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm pulling this shit out my ass, bro. I don't know. Don't I don't know. Right I, I don't know, bro. I honestly think, on a serious note, he's never played so much off ball and it's really it like this since he was like in middle school or yeah, middle school dead ass, bro. When he was in high school, straight Hooper had the ball in his hands like 90% of the time. College, same exact thing. First few year in the Hawks, same exact thing. And now he's off the ball so much to the point to where it's really hard for him to go ahead and find yep. his rhythm on a consistent basis. And also you make it even harder to find a rhythm where you're just passing the ball and you stand Five feet away from the three point line with your hands on your waist, just looking at what DeJounte is doing on the on on the court, bro. And I think I don't I blame Trey Young because like at the end of the day, bro, you just have to make shots. And he he has that ability to do so. And I'm not too worried about that. Two, three weeks from now, I imagine him going on a fucking a bastard type of tear. He's just he's gonna kill it. I <laughs> yeah. just see it, bro. I see it. You know, More so I, I'm with I blame you. the coach. Fuck the coach. Fuck oh. Nate. Oh wow. I hate him. <laughs> so much. Yeah, I'm not worried about Trey Young's three point shooting. It's 31 percent right now. Like he's a career 39 percent shooter. That's just gonna be positive court, positive regression to the mean. That's gonna happen. 
What is a little bit concerning is he's shooting 44% at the rim. Oh, my which goodness. We'll also go back to normal. But, like, that's, like, by far the worst in the NBA for a volume score. Like, yeah. that doesn't make sense. And it's probably it's because they have no fucking shooting on their team. Because, like, you alluded yeah. to, they got rid of Kevin and brought in DeJounte, who is not a floor spacer. And Bogey's but out. All, yeah. All this being said, you know what's weird as hell? So, they have the 20th offense in the NBA. Last year, yeah. they were, like, second or something like that. Like, they were an elite yeah. offense for a couple of years with Trey. Their offense is 13 points per 100 possessions better with Trey Young on the court. With Trey so, Young on the court? With Trey Young on the court. Mm. And with DeJounte Murray on the court, it's two points worse. Yeah. So we got to talk about that because Trey Young is the absolute worst, and he still makes them massively better than when he's on the bench. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense, but when you think about the dynamic of these two guards, it kind of does. Mm. Because DeJounte has better numbers right now. He's playing better. Because of what I told you was going to happen in the offseason, he needs the ball in his hands, right? Absolutely. He doesn't. He's yeah. not, a, not a floor spacer. No real dynamic off-ball presence. And he's not great with the ball in his hands. He's not an elite playmaker. He's really good. He's above average, sub-all-star level, but he's not Trey Young. And when you make this guy be the center of your offense, or not center because Trey Young is still has incredibly high usage, but when you make him like 1A, 1B of your offense, you're getting the ball out of your elite playmaker's hands too much to the yeah. point where you're basing it around the guy who's worse and gives you less of an offensive ceiling. Exactly. And that's what we're seeing. Exactly. And I and I put a lot of the blame on someone like Nate McMillan because he just this is just a very rudimentary approach. I think it's his approach. fault. I think it's, I think his it's fault, Travis bro. Schlenk's fault for making the trade for a guard. No, absolutely not. I don't know. That hands. was a genuinely good trade. If you can't name another instance in you can't name another it's instance not. where Trey Young is shooting this bad early into the season and the Hawks being this high in the Eastern Conference. No okay. no other universe okay. that happens. Okay, look, that's, you, that's you do that trade point. again. That's, it's the that's, coach are, and it's the right. system and it's how he's using everyone else around him. We have John Collins. John Collins is not doing shit on the offensive end. We're trying paying him $25 million a year. You know why? You know why? Because just like Trey Young, he has to watch Devontae, he has to watch Dejounte Murray dribble. Like Dejounte needs the ball in his hands. That's the coach's fault. That is the coach's fault. I, I okay. can't doubt. John our our system is way fault. too complex. Our system is 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 way too simple. That's what I meant to say. And oh, okay. more needs to happen. Way more needs to happen. Right now, okay. we're not moving the ball. There's no swing, swing. There's there's none of that, bro. Just this the, is the how Dallas Dejounte Mavericks Murray plays play basketball. Iso ball. The Dallas the Dallas Mavericks play ISO ball like fucking shit like crazy, bro. But what makes them special is that they go ahead and swing that motherfucker. Guys like no, DeAndre Hunter, no. he has tunnel vision like shit. And his game is predicated no, off just no, straight up playing defense no, you're, you're and making wrong. shots. And that's it. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm you're not wrong. On that one. What makes the Mavericks special is the fact that they have Luka Doncic running. That too, of and course. Not, and not DeJounte. But Trey Young did the same shit one. though last year. And he's Without DeJounte, we were number two. And now he's watching DeJounte Murray dribble. Also, it just irritates my soul. Let me explain my concern. So, okay. obviously, the counterpoint is that Trey Young plays like shit right now, and they're still the third yeah. seed. They're still 9-6. and six, So, that means once he plays well, they have an incredibly high ceiling, right? No. Fair. That's a fair counterpoint if you're going to be a positive viewer of this team right now. My concern no. is, right now, they're a good team because their defense is number 11, right? So, that's what you expect to see what happens when you bring in an elite point of the attack defender like DeJounte Murray. You want to see a better defense, which, which just happened. But my worry is, with the offense being 20th, I don't think it's going to get that much better. Because no matter what, these issues are going to be here. We're talking about with them getting the ball out of their best player's hands that made them have the second best offense. Yeah. So I think even if you have a good defense, if you're neutering your offensive ceiling by having this guy there who's a great player but not a good fit with Trey, in my opinion, then that's you're not in a great position because you're getting rid of your biggest strength to make your biggest weakness a little bit better. But if your strength is so much worse, that just means you'll be mid-tier in both of them. 
at the end of the day, coach's job is to put his players in the best position possible and optimize and maximize every single player's potential and ceiling on the entire team all at once if it doesn't come to detrimental to the other people. And Nate Mills is simply not doing his job. Okay. I just don't think he's dealt a great hand. I think you have to be a really good coach to implement a system that will give DeJounte the necessary touches he needs to be productive, but also allow Trey to be productive off ball when it's not something he's good at. I just I think that's asking a lot for a coach. We've seen players in the past go ahead and change a lot. And you're right, it is asking a lot for someone like Trion, who doesn't do much other than just like have the ball in his hand and do the yo yo. But mm-hmm. bro, it just Listen, irritates me because yeah. I just they're good, but they're not great. Yeah, that's the thing. No matter what, they're gonna be good. So I'm being negative and showing the you know like the pessimist point of view. Clearly, they've shown they're gonna be a good team. They're gonna be in the playoff mix. Like they're gonna be this mid tier playoff team. I just don't see the ceiling there. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that these problems are going to continue to show themselves over the long sample size. I Any also, elite team's going to blow our back outs. Listen, <laughs> listen, I think that they have gotten lucky in terms of their schedule to open up the season, right? Their first, their first six games of the year, Houston, Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit, Detroit, right? Or, or five games. They've had, yeah. they've, they've had a lot of cupcakes early on. There's going to get to a point in the season where you start playing a lot more of like the upper tier playoff teams. And once you go through that stretch and if Trey Young is still like this and like, like Isaac has been saying, you have this DeJounte Murray led offense with Trey Young being your, being your, your off ball two guard, that's going to cause problems. That's yeah. so. And well, we shouldn't say it's just DeJounte Murray led because it is yeah. still heavy doses of Trey Young. Cause like they're staggering them, but it's just like, you were so good because Trey Young did everything, and I get you want him to not have to do that so he doesn't burn out like we've seen James Harden do in the past and stuff like that. You want that diversity. You just you want the diversity from a player who could also be good when Trey Young has the ball, and that's never going to be the case with Dejounte. It could be the case. Tough times. Tough times. They will though. Like he, he's not like a he's no, not Russell Westbrook. Times. He's not destroying your spacing, but yeah. he's not elevating you when he's off ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I remember early in the season, Dejounte was like shooting forty per forty four percent or whatever from the three point line. A lot of Hawks were geeked and gassed about that, and I was like, you know, that's cool. The shots falling in, but I still don't believe in that thoroughly. And he's shooting like thirty two percent from the three point line right now as we speak. I think we're gonna have our nights where. Our season has our schedule early on in the season was super easy for sure. We played teams like the Rockets and uh, also the Orlando Magic, and we did our job and things of that nature. Cool, but I think that there's slight hope with the style of basketball that they play, purely because of personnel and the type of players that they have on their team. Like Click Capella is fucking eating this season. John Collins is be- he's playing fucking defense this season for real. And Onyeka Kongu is fucking there already, bro. So just that, those three big dudes in the paint who are hyper aware. Big I'm dudes. so happy John Collins. <laughs> those three like, big bro. dudes? <laughs> this team. That's, that's going to save them. I feel like I've there's no team in the... Size. There's no team in the Eastern Conference that will give Giannis more problems than the Atlanta Hawks. Guarantee that. No other team. I don't know about that. I don't know. There's no team that will give him as much problems. No team. What are you talking about? You think when Yaka Kongu is blocking up? Okay, being big doesn't mean you're going to stop Giannis. Clint's too slow to guard Giannis. Onyeka is too small. John Collins is too trash. Like, there's nothing for stopping Giannis. Can, can, you, can you read off to me Giannis' stat line when he last faced those dudes? Please do, please do that. Oh, uh, we're taking fucking... 
<laughs> first 10 games yes. of the season. I'm, a, I'm being a crayon ones. eater when it comes to arguments like this. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm glad I'm glad they locked him up when they didn't have Chris Middleton. But did Drew Holiday play the game? I don't remember. No, the, been, the last one Drew Holiday didn't play. We, we, it was a Devontae yeah, right. Carter. No, Drew, no Chris Middleton. Grayson Allen's been hurt. You I'm glad that by throwing me. six bodies at Giannis, they were able to hold him under 30 points. Good for yeah, them. Okay. <laughs> uh, people are going to take me serious, bro. I'm funny. I am serious. <laughs> <laughs> what's next? What's what's next on the docket, man? Yeah. Honestly, we're, we've gone pretty long. We're already at fifty minutes. I think we should get onto these TikTok topics because perfect. We have some good ones today. Let's get into it. Y'all Let's done? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want you guys to pull up the group message and look at these jerseys. We're gonna do what we did last week, and we're gonna rate some of the new NBA City jerseys. All right. You guys down? We'll, yeah. Let's do it. Pull up. We'll pull up the chat. Mo, are you pulling it up on your watch? No. Yes, he is. <laughs> 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 you fucking super spy. Uh, I'm dead. <laughs> okay. So you guys, you guys got it ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Okay. Y'all let me know if these NBA City jerseys are a W or an L. Let's go. The Cleveland, the land. Those are beautiful. I I love these, bro. This reminds yeah. me of. Some Big for w. some reason just some cool ass like that seventy shows type of vibes. I love it. I like it. I love it too. It looks real retro in a good way, but still a little modern. I love it. Yeah, and also they're not too far Dang. away from their own color scheme, which I love. I hate when teams do some random ass shit. Dang, okay. they. Um, I don't love them as much as y'all do. Um, ah, of course, I don't. I don't. But I will give them. I'll give them them a W because there's definitely much worse than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I, I fuck with them heavy. Yeah. All right. What about this Washington Cherry Blossom jersey? These are whack. These are these are what? Com- these are an L. I saw these on court. They look stupid. Damn. They, you they are look, they look d- dumb. What? They, they look dumb on court, man. Bro, these are yeah. gorgeous. I fuck with these heavy. I'm a big fan of the color pink. And sometimes people do it like with the with the Miami jerseys. It was great until they did gradient, which wasn't great. This. Yeah. I love it. The way they have the flower over the eye, that little touch with the cherry blossom in the middle, beautiful. It's all right. I'm in the middle of these. I don't love them, but I don't absolutely hate them either. I'm very, I'm very, eh, how about them? Pick a side. <laughs> I can't, nah, this, bro. This, I, this, I can't. This is bottom half of the league right here. Oh, what's wrong with Ooh. you? Okay, just for that, I'm going to give those a W because you're crazy. <laughs> Here I go. Being the bad guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you fucking villain. All right. Next one. The Milwaukee Bucks. I like uh, these. These are kind of This is actually tough. my favorite one of the whole set of city jerseys. I like them really? a lot. Really? I don't yeah. know about the, the way favorite. The, the, blue, the blue and the green, like, it looks so clean. Like, it just looks, yeah. like, fresh. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you on that. The blue the blue feels just so energizing. And looking at it on the court, yeah. it looks even better. It looks bright. ten times better on the court. But I, it's not getting okay. me crazy. It's not nothing generational or anything like that. It's all right. You know what? I love the simplicity I'll say, I'll say and the I'll yeah. say W. I like these. They're cool. W, though. The right answer. Sure. Yeah. What's next? The Suns. Oh, I'm about to throw up. I'm about yeah, to it throw looks up. Like a fucking, it looks like a <laughs> fourth grader awesome. made these, bro. Who did this? What concept did they steal this from, bro? 
This oh, this man. is disgusting. We talked about the Spurs having six flag jerseys. That's what this is right here. I've always yeah. I've always hated that big old logo that they've had in the middle and like no text. This color, oh my goodness! I can't Do you see. Say, I can't say enough bad things about this jersey, bro. The one is yellow, red, white, and blue. That's just way too much going on right there. And <laughs> I know it's little detail, but things like that. Get that out of my face, bro. I should slap you for even bringing this upon my... Why are you asking me this question? <laughs> the hell? Listen, I don't hate it like y'all do, but it's an L. I'm not not a biggest fan of them. Yeah, yeah next one. That one sucks. <laughs> All right. What about Minnesota? Bro, I'm from Atlanta, and this looks like a Marta goddamn jersey, bro. This is nasty <laughs> as hell, you. This is nasty <laughs> as hell, too. Just, ugh, no, can't do this it. Is, yeah, this this is, looks like a G Lee jersey, for real. This is maybe like a college jersey at best. This jersey would be a top five draft pick in frat leagues across the country. Ooh, cold take. <laughs> That's frat, cold. You in your bag. Frat, frat, frat boys will love this jersey. They will eat this shit up, but if you wear this... No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. This, yeah. These are these are the jerseys where the whole where the whole frat pulls up to the IM game and they all have different versions of that jersey. This is that one. This is that <laughs> yeah. In twenty years, this will be a deep cut jersey. You're like, oh, you have that Minnesota City jersey it, because yeah. it's iconic because it's so garbage. Like, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, bro. I still, L, uh, fat L. Yeah, like yeah, just the white nasty. and black. It looks like the G League Ignite. We just threw a splash of just color that isn't appealing in any way. Yeah, exactly, bro. I feel like you, you guys ever just have that piece, one piece of clothing in your room or in your closet to where, like, whenever you just wear this piece of clothing, your, your day is just automatic shit. Maybe it's just me, but those are one of those jerseys. I don't have trash fits. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Get your life together. I would never have this type of shit in my closet. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, All right, last one the Lakers. This okay. is a W. As, it's a, okay. as a Lakers fan, this shit is boring as hell. That's all yeah. I gotta say. This shit you know is bland. I like this more. This actually might be my favorite Laker City City jersey. Wow, that, that they've had. I I hated the the Hollywood Walk of Stars, the yellow and white ones. The yellow the stars one? on the side. I like that one. Those That's the Shaq one. Yeah, I was I was not a fan of those. I think that these are they're okay. They're pretty simple. I I don't think we've yeah, they're ever just fine. Seen, I don't think we've ever seen a Lakers jersey. Um, like the the white Lakers jerseys normally have some type of like yellow pop in it. I think having like the just the white and purple with a little bit of black that's a that's a cool way that they can like differentiate themselves. So it's a, mm. it's a W. Mm. Which is yeah, mid as hell. I'm gonna is, not gonna is, not gonna mess with you with an this L. This is not this is not bad at all. Honestly, this is one of the better jerseys that we've seen throughout this podcast so far. And I'm gonna give this a W. Super simple, yeah. super clean. You can't like hate that. on it. Couldn't be me. I, I can hate on it. I can tell you that. I can hate a lot. I got a lot of hate in my heart. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's the end of the jerseys we got. I know you guys loved it last time. Let's see if you guys eat it up this time. Please do. I need. I have next thing. To feed. <laughs> we're gonna do another Shake Gilders Alexander segment. We talked about him earlier. I'm gonna name some NBA players. You let me know if you take them or Shake Gilders Alexander. Right now. I said, yeah. Right now. Right now. Let's well, I said. I said it weird. You let me know if you take them or Shea Gilchrist Alexander. James Harden. I'm taking Shea. Shea, I'm Shea taking and Shea. it's not even close. It's not close. Tough. It's not close. Damn. Even though James Harden looked better to start the year? Why am I, he looked, I don't want that fat man on my team. 
<laughs> yeah, it's been body shaming, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I, not only is he slightly washed when it comes to fits too, Shay put that shit on. So I need somebody out on my team, dude. I honestly that's the that's the Man, closer argument. Shit. That's the closer argument. Is is yeah. who dresses better, James or Shay? As for on court production, I'm taking Shay. Yeah, it's not even a conversation. Nice. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about Carl Anthony Towns? Shay. You know me. I'm s- yeah. You know my Carl. game. You've you've seen my movies. I'm taking shit. <laughs> I'm taking shit. Yeah, you read the Yelp reviews, bro. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> icked out about Car Anthony Towns. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm cool yeah, I'm gonna go Shay. If Shay is this level of scorer now, where he's gonna be a 30 point per game guy with elite efficiency, yeah. that's just simply more valuable than a big who isn't so gonna be a defensive funny. anchor. Facts. Yeah, hell no. Jalen Brown. I'm thinking Shea. This one's interesting. This one's interesting because Jalen's a better defender, but Shea's scoring is such a higher level. Like, how does it weigh? I'm taking I'm taking Shea. I think if you can be the offensive engine um the way that Shea is doing right now, I would I would rather that. And Jalen's scoring is very like erratic. Like you can have yeah, you can have Jalen Brown games where he has like 12, 12, 13 points, and he has a really bad night, and then the next night he's going to come out and give you 40. I would rather yeah. have the consistency from Shea than, than yeah. what yeah. Jalen does. I think I'm going to go think, Shea too because yeah. his impact is much better because Jalen's defensive impact is strictly on ball. He's not a very good off-ball defender, so I don't yeah. think his defense makes up for the difference in scoring. Yeah, I think Shea is the correct answer, but it's a hard question to answer. So yeah. Shea, easily. Okay. okay. What about De'Aaron De Fox? I'm taking Shea. To, to, to be honest, yeah. I think I think this one is actually closer than the Jalen Brown one. Now that De'Aaron's mm. shot is falling and he's yeah. like, because he's, I think he's close to like 30, he's he's like above 35% shooting threes this year. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it closer, but Shea's just, Shea's that much of a better scorer. And I think he, he's a, he's, he's a better defender than, than De'Aaron. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking yeah. Shea as well. Yeah, I'm not the biggest De'Aaron Fox guy, so I'll go Shea, but I can see it either way. What about Darius Garland? That's now tough because I like, I like Darius a lot. Yeah, give I'm me, still going Darius. I'm taking... Give me Shea. Darius' playmaking takes it over. He's running the gauntlet. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going Darius because Shea's scoring is great. It's not going to be this great forever. Even yeah. if it is still great, I think the difference in Darius' playmaking is... Substantial. I think he's gonna eventually get to the point where he's like a top five passer in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, I value the passing, the shooting a little bit more, so I'm definitely taking Darius. Even guess, though long term, long term, I'm taking that bet on the playmaker. I guess yeah. I'm. Listen, I guess I'm. I'm caught in the. I'm caught in the moment right now. I'm taking Shea. He's running the gauntlet for me. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> okay, that's bold. I, I, I should have picked some better names then. For this was too easy. Yeah. Wow. What about Zion Williamson? I'm taking Zion. Even though Zion hasn't been elite this season at all, yeah, uh, I'm still taking Zion. Yeah, I think I think there's a world where Zion gets closer to what he was two years ago, and if that's the case, he's gonna be better than Shea. But Shea's definitely been better this year. That's for damn sure. Oh, for sure, this year, absolutely. Yeah. Right but now, right now I'm taking Shea. Right now I'm taking Shea. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm not gonna overreact right too much to Zion's slow start. I'm still betting on him long term. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, bro. Okay, so no, the last you know the last job. Are you kidding me? Okay, what about John Morant? <laughs> are, you, are you taking Are you taking Shea over Ja, Mo? Nah, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick Ja. This guy's annoying. Why the <laughs> fuck did you ask me that then? He's a, he's a troll. Move on. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Anyways, last thing we're going to do before we get out of here. 
we're going to do another, do another draft. If you stuck around long enough without going anywhere, congrats to you. You're going to see it first. We're, this time, we're going to do international players only. I'm going to cook. So, what's, the order? Nice what's the order? I'm number one. Order's going to Mo first, you second, me third. I bet. Mm-hmm. So, let's draft NBA lineups with only international players. Let's go ahead. Just letting y'all know right now, I'm winning this. Number one pick, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Number two pick, give me Hakeem Olajuwon. Wait, oh, wait, really, wait, wait. Uh... Wait, is this all time? Yes. yes. Oh, fuck. Uh, see, he, he wasn't prepared. He's not thinking big brain. I'm already Isaac, fucking... <laughs> Isaac, all right, whatever. Let's, let's make your pick. Damn. I was really hoping you didn't pick Hakeem. Come on now. I guess I gotta go current players. I guess I gotta go offense and pick Jokic and Luka, right? Yep, that's good. That's good. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna take for for my second pick. Give me my point guard. Give me Steve Nash. Okay. Wait. Good pick. This is foreign. Steve Nash is foreign. He's, he's from he's Canada. Ah, oh, you're right. He is from Canada. Yep. Damn. Okay. Fuck. Oh, okay. Damn. I feel I, like I'm going to regret my picks. There's not a lot of elite defenders here, so it's going to be kind of tough. Okay. Uh, shit. This is tough. Now, I just this is through a wrench in my entire game plan. <laughs> this is tough. International all time. This is tough. This is tough as fuck. But I think I'm going to have to go with Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. okay. Respect, respectable pick. Yep, Giannis and Dirk. Who's your next pick? Yeah, and then, uh, so I got Giannis, I got Dirk, and then I'm going to need a guard, and I can't pick any other guard who would be a great fit next to these dudes. Other than, oh, give me, wait, someone already picked Luka? Yeah. Of course I picked yeah, Luka. Yeah, you picked Luka, fuck yes. you. Uh, give me Manu Ginobili. That's a good pick. That's my yeah. pick, that's my pick, yeah. dang it. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to try to find our way around this now. Um, I don't know if this counts. He was, he was born outside of America. Are we going to let this Are we gonna let this? No, ride? no. If he played for Team okay. USA, then no. Okay, that's dang. Well, then I, <laughs> <laughs> that actually counts out a lot of people. All right, yeah. we're going we're gonna to go. We're going to get our four, and we're just going to go with a huge lineup here. We're going to go Arvidas Sabonis. I like that. And put him at the four. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, I think I have to go big two just because of the talent on the board. I hate the fit, but I'm going to pick Yo. I'm going to pick. Yeah. I hate the fit, but you I'm going to pick it? Joel Embiid. Shit! Mm. Um, okay. I don't know who's playing. I guess Jokic is the four, but mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to work defensively, but I got it. The talent's too good. Okay, yeah, okay. the talent is to the bro, the big man. I never realized what the big man spot is. O D deep. <sighs> okay. Yeah, this, yeah, most of these guys are bigs. Yeah, big man spot is O D deep, and it's pretty slender when it comes to guards. What if I went ahead now, and pulled the Yui and picked Marcellus Huertas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damn, I, okay. I need defense now. Yeah, I I, I need a three and D guy, but I don't so, know. So far, mm-hmm. I got Manu. Is it your turn right now, Isaac, or what? Yeah, go ahead and name your player, though. Wait, Wait no. Is he... No, no. Isaac has to go, and then I'm going to go again. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, like, he's listing his team right now. Oh, okay. Okay, so I got Manu, Giannis, and Dirk Nowitzki. 
Yeah, I got Luka, Jokic to the four, Joel Embiid at the five. So I need two good three and D guys. Hmm. Where are you going to go? Uh, this is tough. You know, I hate it. I'm only picking current players, which is annoying. You're going to do like, it? I'm going to be upset. All right, go. <laughs> I need a wing. I need defense on the wing. Am I going to pick Andrew Wiggins? Damn. Ooh, that's nah. Nah, I'm not going to pick Andrew. I need, I need defense, though. And I want to pick Detlef Shrimp, but I need the defense. This is a tough spot right now. <laughs> Damn. Who, who are you thinking I was going to pick? All right, you just go ahead and say Andre Karolinko, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I need a three. I need a guy that can... Do, do I go big and put Andre Karolinko with a three? Okay. Fuck it. I'm going to go big. Give me Andre Karolinko with a three. Bro, listen. <laughs> Moving forward, if it is not your pick, do not say names. <laughs> don't say sick. Names, He's sick. Because right? we're out here side coaching, giving people hints. They don't know who it is. <laughs> no, I, I had to throw one. He threw one last, he last one. Oh, uh, my goodness. Right. Okay. So, I, need, I need a two. I, I need a two and I need a three. Um, I need I need defense. Um, well, actually, I I need perimeter defense. <laughs> I I don't really have that. <laughs> But I think we're just gonna go all in here on on kind of offense. Um, I think give you know what we we were talking about him. We we're talking about him earlier. Give me Shay. Give me oh, Shay, and I'm gonna put Shay at the that's, two. I'm gonna put Shay at the two. With Steve Nash. That's a great pick. Fuck. That's nasty. That's a great pick. So you pick Shea, and I'm gonna go ahead and give me. I need the Spurs, the Spurs backcourt. Give me Tony Parker. Okay. Okay. Give me Tony. solid, solid. And then, so I got Tony Parker, Manu, Giannis, and Dirk. So I need a three. And off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone who would yes, be. It's tough. A better fit. It's tough because there's not a lot of good defenders. Yeah, exactly. That's why I feel so blessed to have someone like Giannis on my goddamn team. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and pick. Uh, can I do Tony Kukoc? Sure. Yeah, you can 100 yeah. do that. Um, all right, cool. <laughs> with with my last pick, I will take Andrew Wiggins as my three. Ah, uh, you stole my pick. Yep. Wait, I, I thought someone already picked it, Wiggins. No, he did not. No, nah, I didn't end up picking him. I just I said it out loud, but I was like, do I pick him? But oh, I didn't go with him. I will take Andrew Damn. Wiggins as my three and fill out my roster that way. Okay. I need a two, and I really need a point of attack defender. So I'm trying to figure out who that is, but I don't know what good defenders are left. <laughs> I can't believe I picked Tony Kukos. What the fuck, man? Ah, oh, this is tough. There, there's so many good bigs. I know the Point the wings the the wing depth internationally is is very yeah is very low. Stout. Yeah. Does, does Fuck it. it. There's no real great defenders I can think of. Fuck, I'm just gonna go Drazen Petrovic. Okay. Yeah. Keep getting some shooting. You, you yeah. Just, I just I gotta go offense. You're gonna be the kings of the international player draft. Did my <laughs> camera just stop recording? Oh no. My camera stopped recording. I don't know how long ago. Oh no. Oh shit. Fuck. No. Damn. 
Okay, well, I got Drazen Petrovich. <laughs> okay. You start recording you again? Start record real quick. Okay. I just got to go offense. I got to go Drazen Petrovich. Can I take one of my picks back? Are no. we allowed nope. like one nope. take back nope. throughout the series? Nope. Wait, so no, nobody nobody wanted Dort? Y'all, y'all could have gotten Dort for defense. What the fuck I want Lou Dort for? <laughs> locked down. He's locked down. That's it. If that's all he has Anyways, to do. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I ran out of storage, but good thing we're done now. <laughs> This well, yeah. Well, that was a great episode. Uh, as you see, my camera's not on, so we gotta end it here. <laughs> see y'all. See ya.